Welcome everybody, this is Joe Myers Podcast with you here once again. Thanking you for joining me today and um, ready to get on to another word of like what's going on today. You know, what is the podcast going to be about today, right? So, you know, I, I really think about, you know, what, what do I want to talk about? You know, and I, I think most of us have an idea like I, I love to talk about most things you know and I think that's one of the things you'll see on on this podcast as I talk about my faith I talk about politics sometimes I talk about my family I talk about myself um, I talk about things that bother me and I talk about things that really get to me you know I talk about funny things at least I'm gonna try to find funny things okay um, I love music as you can tell, I love books. I love reading. I love writing. Um, I don't consider myself an intellect, but I am intelligent. I am an intelligent being, <laughs> you know. So hopefully you see that when you listen to my pods, you know. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not Joe Rogan. You know, I'm not Adam Carolla. I'm not one of those guys who's probably been doing podcasts for you know, decade, I'm new to this. So I'm going to fine tune it. I'm going to perfect it. And I'm going to get it the best way I can for all of you out there who's listening, right? And hopefully you find some interest in my words. You know, I don't have a following. I don't. And I, you know, maybe one day I will. Who knows, right? Who knows where this is going to take me? You know, I've considered, you know, other platforms you know, maybe even going as far as like maybe going on YouTube, which a lot of platforms tend to be sometimes and, and maybe doing it on some form of video. But I, to be honest, I don't think I'm someone you're going to want to look at. So, you know, to be honest, but you know, especially right now, you know, I'm with, with my quarantine hair and it's going crazy and it's just ridiculous. You know, obviously we can't go to barbers just yet we could hear you know so there's been certain things that have been open but i i i'm gonna be honest i'm probably not that brave yet to go there yet so i think i can wait a little bit longer but what are we going to talk about today so one of the interesting things that really interests me is things like the paranormal things like the unknown or the unexplained right um i've always been one of those people that had great interest in that for some reason um i don't think i've ever had an interest in it you know to be honest i really don't know i can't really say when it started i just know that from a young age i always loved movies i always loved horror movies and i think who introduced me to those movies originally was my father and so when me and my sister would go out, go with him on the weekends, I mean, he would find things for us to do, right? So we'd go to the movies sometimes. And sometimes he would take us to see movies that were R-rated. And not the best parenting um, advice I would give to anybody out there, but um, I don't know if he cared or not. So I saw, and I was very young back then, I, was, I, I think I saw um, Child's Play when it first came out. Okay, 
Um, when I was a little older, I saw Pulp Fiction, and I was only about, what was it, 13, I think, at that time, which there are so many things in that movie that I, obviously, at that time, I did not understand, <laughs> you know, so until I got older, right? And seeing Child's Play kind of triggered other movies, um, The People Under the Stairs. I don't know if everybody ever seen that movie. Um, I felt it was a good movie, you know? Um, I haven't seen it in a while though, um, but Child's Play definitely did it. Um, growing up, I had a love for Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Um, who does it, right? So just a lot of great films that I saw. So I've seen mostly all of them, Halloween, obviously. Um, so it's just that love for those films. And I know... Obviously, as a young child, seeing those kind of movies are not the most healthiest thing. Um, because, yeah, who wants to have their child see death and murder and killing and a killer doll, right? At such a, such a young age. Um, but, like I said, my father didn't have a lot for us to do. My parents were divorced. Kind of typical weekend would be me and my sister going with my dad for the weekend. We would go to my grandmother's house and spend the night there over the weekend and, you know, and uh, watch movies, eat junk food, and, um, and just be there. You know, we didn't really so much like go out all the time. We would go to Toys R Us quite regularly as a child. Um, so we would make them spend money on that. Food, obviously. Um, but like I said, it was pretty much... The weekend went so quickly and spending time with him. And, you know, the thing about my father is that he pretty much just wanted to spend time on himself a lot of times, you know. So he would go to his room, watch TV, um, not necessarily shut the door, but it was just that was how he relaxed, so to speak. Um, and, you know, me and my sister were left to our own devices. You know, so there were times where we would stay up late, you know, we would stay and, and I'm talking about we were very young. So, you know, let's, you know, and this started from a very young age, you know, so you imagine maybe a seven, eight, nine, ten, a year old staying up until one o'clock in the morning, um, sometimes eating junk food. And, 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 and mind you, my grandparents were there, you know, they grandfather and grandmother and dad were, were there. So we're all together as a family, right? And so there was a certain time where they would go to sleep, obviously. We would go to our rooms. We would stay up still late watching things, um, me and my sister. Um, but whenever we would sleep, there were points where I would go off and into the kitchen where there was a small TV. And I would watch the Nightmare on Elm Street um, television series at night and one night I believe it was around 1.30 in the morning I was watching it and I must have had the TV up too loud because my grandmother came up furious she was angry she told me to turn the TV off and go to sleep um, she was mad though you know obviously for good reason and um, growing up my grandparents were devout Christians you know God bless them. They love the Lord. Um, they're probably in heaven right now. 
And, you know, they, they were the kindest people. They were people that I know I probably got some of my good heart from. You know, they were good people. You know, they were hardworking. They weren't rich. Today's standard, they'll probably be considered poor because, but they weren't poor back then, you know. Um, grandfather was a World War II vet. Fought in the war. Grandmother, um, didn't know a lot about her. I know she worked in a school. She worked in cafeteria. Um, we have a Jewish background from my grandmother's side. Um, I have to go on Ancestry.com because there's so much history on there about my family um, that I need to learn about, you know. That's hard because I did try to go on it one time and I did see a lot of the family tree, you know, from all over. <laughs> Both my mom's side, my dad's side. Um, and as you know, that family tree, if you've ever done one of those Ancestry.com family trees, I mean, they can keep going on and on and on. I mean, I, I went as far as I think 1800s, you know, going as far as that. And that was just because, you know, I didn't want to just keep going. You know, <laughs> I could probably keep going after that. But, um, but yeah, to stay on point here is just that I love movies. I love horror movies. Um, there were times in my childhood where I loved, um, Again, Nightmare on Elm Street, where I would go into the backyard and I would take pieces of wood and I would try to build my own Nightmare on Elm Street little house. Um, and I, I did it a few times. Um, I would build little shacks in the backyard. and But I remember I used to build, I built this kind of this Nightmare on Elm Street house and I built it out of wood. I painted it black and... Um, I had one of these Freddy action figures that I would play with and um, as a young child. Um, never had a Jason one, though. I mean, excuse me, not Jason. A Michael Myers one, but I did have a, a Freddy one. And, um, and you know, that, that's kind of... It was from such a young age. I love the movie It. You know, obviously, 1990 version. John Ritter, you know. How could you go wrong? And not saying that the newer versions aren't great. They, they're pretty darn good. Um, but I like the 1990 version. It's, it's very nostalgic to me. It, it kind of brings back memories of that time in my life, you know, um, which obviously weren't the best, but, you know, I really, really, um, got lost in movies, you know, and that's really how I, you know, try to escape many times into my life. And, some of the hardships that I went through at such a young age. Movies were just a big part of that, you know. So i seen all the classics, you know. Um, Robocop, <laughs> you know. Um, all of them. So just remembering those times. Remembering film. Remembering TV. Um, you know, uh, it was just really because... Those are the things we could do at that time. We didn't have a lot of money to go places. You know, we, there was things like the park and things like that, obviously. But we were homebodies. You know, my mom, that's how she was. She was a homebody. And when she was home, we were home, right? Um, so there was just go, going through those things, right? 
I, I think nowadays I look at my daughter who's seven and she's not really into watching TV. She, she loves playing with her friends, which I obviously encourage. She loves video games online. Um, good ones. I'm not, and I watch her, of course. Um, she plays with her friends. So interesting, you know, how she plays on those things. She gets very excited, you know, and um, screams and yells. And, and she seems like she's very competitive, and um, which is great. Um, but I look at my daughter and I'm like, you know, how are you going to be as a young woman one day? What am I going to give you from this life that will turn you into a, a good human being? In my view, she's my little angel. <laughs> um, even though she she's a she's tough at times, she's tougher than me. Um, she has a strong character at times, and um, I love her. Obviously, I love my wife, but um, I I always imagine one day I'll get there to see what she's going to be like as a as a person, and I hope I hope to God. In a way, there's certain things about her that don't, I don't, she doesn't get from me. You know, obviously things like depression, anxiety. I want her to be a, a strong, confident woman. I want her to work hard. I want her to go to school. I want her to, to be independent. I want her to, 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 to really feel like she has control in her life. And things that, at her age, I felt like I was, things were out of control. Like I didn't have a lot of control back then. I, I felt like we, I was in a state of, you know, people putting me down as a young child, not lifting me up. And I do, in my, I do my best with my daughter to lift her up, to tell her how proud we are of her and how much we want to see her succeed. And I hope, you know, when she gets older right now, it may not mean a whole lot. But one day I hope to to really impress that upon her of how proud of I am of her and how much I love her. And that I only want the best for her, like most all of us parents do for our kids. You know, I try to do the best that I got, you know, work with the best that I have right now as much as I can. Um, and like most parents, some parents have, in my opinion, they have a... They have more to work with. Sometimes I don't have a lot to work with. It'd be great if I had a lot of money, you know? That would be fantastic, you know? But I, I don't. Um, but you know what? I know the world says, hey, you know what? You don't need a lot of money in this life. But you know you do need money. You really you do. If you want to live a happy life, it is my belief you need some money. You don't need to be a millionaire or a billionaire, although that's nice. But you need money to, to have. So when you reach in your pocket and you want to buy food, there's money there. When you want to pay the rent, there's money there. When you want to buy yourself a new pair of shoes or, or, or a t-shirt or, or something that you need, the money's there. You know, no one wants to feel like they don't have any money every day. And I, I've lived like that. I've lived years like that at times where I'll dip into my pocket and I'll be like, there's nothing there. It's empty. 
those are the times I think back and I say, well, what mistakes did I make? What did I do? You know, what, what could I have done differently? Right? Um, I, I think of the things I should have focused on. You know, um, saving money more. You know, being more diligent in that. Focus on the important things, you know. Watching my money a little bit more carefully. You know, these are all things that, you know, I didn't learn till late in life. And I'm still learning to this day. You know, I, I still make mistakes along the way. Because this life is expensive. The reality is this life is very expensive. It's it's not cheap. Okay. And I think, you know, no one wants to live in poverty. But I think many of those who do live in poverty is because they are disciplined to live within their means sometimes and not overburden themselves with debts and other things that they don't need, that they're just working with what they have, with what the money they have, you know. And sometimes they have very little. And because they have so little, that's what they have to work with. And they, you know, they sometimes never move forward, right? You know, but anyways, how, how do I get off this topic? <laughs> you know, um, just thinking about that, you know, but back to what I was saying is that movies, horror movies, um, kind of triggered what inside me have other interests. So one of those other interests was the paranormal. Right, ghosts and spirits, you know. So, I have a fascination with ghosts and spirits. You know, growing up, there are many stories and situations where I could easily say that there was a paranormal that I dealt with, especially in my grandmother's house or my dad's house, which I told you that I grew up there. So, the same house that I would go visit my go with my father on the weekends with my grandparents um this that same house i mean they had for decades it wasn't until last year until we actually finally sold it or my dad sold it um but it was a hard very difficult for me to let go of that house i i personally feel that that house had some form of an attachment there was something there and it was evil it was just evil. And I believe that. I believe there are buildings. There are places. There are um, things that have what's called attachments. An attachment is, in my, I mean, this is probably not the most um, accurate terminology, but it's my um, definition of an attachment is something of spiritual nature that it, that basically like what it sounds like. It attaches itself to that object. You know, we've seen movies like Annabelle, for instance, right? Which I've seen them. Um, where the doll is possessed. Now, there's there's all these different possessions, uh, excuse me, um, definitions of possession. You know, what is possession? Um, another film I saw was The Exorcist, obviously. I think I saw two and three. There's quite a few, there's ones after that which weren't, Obviously very good, but um, one is a classic, obviously. But that's kind of where it got me into thinking about those things. You know, um, it kind of ruined me, P. 
people would might say is like when you watch those at such a young age and that's why I try to limit what my daughter watches but you know what I'm going to be honest I there's certain films where I it's hard not to watch things when my daughter's not here I'm never alone my daughter's always here and there's movies I want to watch and when they're on I watch them you know I'll give you a perfect example like the um, Insidious um, series you know all four of them <laughs> decent films don't get me wrong they're good and my my daughter has watched them you know she she likes scary movies big surprise right she saw Insidious although a movie to some may be a little inappropriate for a seven-year-old um and it probably is but you know i i'm I have to be careful, obviously, because I really don't want to affect my daughter in those ways. But I also want her mind to be open in a sense. I don't want to, you know, in a way, um, shield her from what's out there. She needs to know what's out there. And I know a lot of parents um, out there are probably strict in a sense like, hey, you're only going to watch, um, you know, and I don't know what age appropriate things to watch for your kids out there what ages you are but let's say for example my child is only going to watch thomas the train or peppa the pig or whatever they're just going to watch disney and i mind you disney's not even a, a great example anymore so you know there's some wholesome disney things now there's they're kind of diving into the more different kind of um, material you know that they've never done before you know so You know, the thing is, yeah, I'm a hypocrite sometimes when it comes to those things. I'll be honest, especially with my Christian faith. Okay, so many would say, hey, you know what? You're Christian, Joseph. Why are you watching those things? Why are you filling your mind with that garbage? Uh, as Christians, um, you know, we have a choice. You know, I'm not a perfect Christian. Far, far be it. I, there's things that I watch on TV that no, there's Christians out there who refuse to watch. And I, I, I applaud them of that. You know, that's not a vice of theirs. You know, other people have vices, you know. Meaning there's there may be Christians that stay away from horror movies, stay away from R-rated movies, stay away from movies with bad language, stay away from movies that have drinking and drugs and things like that and violence. Okay, great. More power to you. But then maybe their vices may be Hey, they get mad a lot. They scream at people. They berate people. They think they're better than other people. They practice racism or prejudice. You know, again, we're all not perfect. You'll never find a perfect person. A perfect person, you know, my opinion was Jesus. Okay, Jesus was the perfect person. He was sinless. Okay. But, sorry, I got off topic again. But, um... You know, we all have our vices, things we need to obviously think about how it affects our minds, right? Paranormal, thinking about what's out there has always been an interest of mine. You know, I I always wondered, you know, maybe one day I'll start my own ghost hunting show, right? <laughs> you know, make it online, put it online. Um, you know, make it like a, a bootleg kind of version, although there's a lot of shows out there that are well you know produced like ghost adventures 
You know, it's which of the main ones I've seen. My daughter has seen those. She she used to love to watch those shows just for the the scare factor, so to speak, and then she got bored. Okay. You know? And that's just because, you know, all obviously Ghost Adventures, you know, doesn't have the most exciting moments all the time. You know, they've changed over time. I mean, they're a successful show. You know, to be honest, you know, for them to not stop being on TV would be a hard thing because they have, what, I think like 18 seasons already. So they're always going to be on TV. You know, they're always going to be there. You know, so even if they do a crappy show that's not very scary, they're still going to put it on there, right? So the shows they do, I'm sure they put a lot of time into it. Um, but some of them don't come back with anything, you know. Um, but it's all about the, the the suspense of it. Like, this is what we're searching for, right? Um, but going back is that, you know, one of the things that I hope to one day learn more about is paranormal, you know. Um, like I mentioned, when I was going living in my grandfather, my dad's house, you know, I felt something was there. I felt there was an evil presence there. Um, things that would happen, that go bump in the night, literally. So there has been times where I would, we'd all be asleep and we'd hear people walking in the living room. There would be footsteps. We've heard where we would take pictures and one Christmas we were taking pictures and there was no sound around. We were just taking pictures around the Christmas tree and it was a live picture and we took a live picture and there was a, a very faint baby crying in the background and there was no babies around. Okay, My, my daughter was older. Um, to name a few. There were times where um, I remember one specific time where I was taking a shower. All right. I heard somebody knocking on the door. Okay. And then I heard my wife call to me. All right. And I yelled back, obviously, I'm like, yeah, I'm in the shower, you know, whatever. Um, I finished. I went out um, to the bedroom. She was fast asleep. I asked her, you know, were you calling me? She's like, no, I was not calling you. I was, you know, she was sleeping when I talked to her later. Just a, an example of spirits that have the ability to do things like mimic voices, sounds, children's voices, which um, per ghost adventures, that can sometimes be a demonic entity. Um there's been what's called um, dark figures when we sleep. My wife has seen seen those where there would be like a, a dark shadow luring over her. There's been times where she said that while we were sleeping that she felt a, a kind of a presence and a pressure on her chest where that prevented her from screaming or talking. Okay. Um, so a lot of things like that, you know. Um, one of the kind of really interesting tidbits about where we lived is we lived at the end of a block. All right. So we lived at the, a long, at, at the end of a, uh, between long row of houses. So my brother-in-law mentioned, he talked to me about that and he said like, um, that may not be a good thing because all those feelings 
from that those long blocks were just going hitting our house you know the other thing is you know there's my grandparents you know there's a lot of sickness in that house my grandfather had alzheimer's you know a lot of sadness a lot of feelings um so you know just a, a lot went in, in that old house okay that house was made in 1918 you know i i forget what year my grandfather bought that house it must have been in maybe 1960s or 70s at least but 1980 can you imagine who lived in that house prior to then what could have gone on you know um so believing in the paranormal you know believing in those things right some people don't believe i personally know that feel that there is a spiritual world you know as a as a christian you know we know that it exists right and most people do know it exists some people feel like it's just a bunch of hokey pokey you know it's just a bunch of um nonsense that doesn't exist but i believe it does you know um now i don't know obviously how accurate ghost adventures is you know do they mess with the evidence i hope not do they you know because they're still a show they still have to rely on ratings they still have to rely on people tuning in so you know just thinking about that right so i i would love to get more interested in that you know get more information but you know again it goes back to my faith you know we are really not supposed to be delving into that world okay um because it's a spiritual world but it's also there's a, a point of like um demonics that go on into that world you know about you know what you're really getting into right and you know when you're a christian you believe obviously in the devil like i do and you know that there are things that he's trying to do um, to you in a way um, that are demonic. That and, and, you know, things like possession and things like that are very real. They do exist. Um, we, name it, we may not hear about them here in this country. But in other countries we hear about them. They exist. And they're real. You know. Um, you know, not that I encourage you to go see this. But if you've ever seen like a, a possession... You know, sometimes they're online. Go look on YouTube if you, I dare you. And go see what that is. That's, we're not messing around here. You know, those things are real. You know? Um, so again, there were times, I'll be honest, this is another story. There were times when me and my sister, we were about, I must have been eight years old. Maybe she was about six. Because we're two years difference. And um, we go to church with my dad grandparents and i was one of those not to want to sit in the pews okay not to be in the child's ministry so i would go exploring in the church and while everybody was in church and i know that seems kind of sinister for me but i would just want to see what's there like what was there so i would go into the office upstairs and look around and they would keep that open. I would obviously, I'm not going to steal anything or nothing like that. But I was just, I was looking around. And they had a phone there. And I would call. And I would kind of test out the phone. And uh, one time, I almost got caught. <laughs> um, because um, I was upstairs and I was walking around. So I don't know if somebody heard me. Um, but what happened is that somebody came up there. 
and there was this little closet, right? Like this little closet up there. It was in the attic. And so I hid in there. And I just stood very still. And I was shaking. And somebody was saying, hello, or is anybody there? And, and it was one of the um, the elders there who was looking to see if there was anything going on. And I just stood very quietly. And and I was very nervous. And I was just a young boy. I, did, I obviously did not want to get caught there by the elder. Um, eventually he left and I left. Um, I would go different places in the church. I would, uh, while service was happening, I would, you know, go into the um, um, baptismal pool, which there was no, there was no water in there or anything. I would just go in there. Um, so I was, you know, I was a child at that time, you know, and I didn't really have parents that said, hey, Joseph, you shouldn't do that. You know, Joseph, don't act like that. Um, one time with one of my most direct um, examples of dealing with supernatural or paranormal is, well, you know, when me and my sister were at church and I said, I love the devil, right? And I was a little boy back then. I don't know why I remember this, but this is why. Because once I said that, me and my sister looked up and it was on the second floor and we were at the bottom and looking up at a window. And I swear to you not, we both saw the devil standing there, up there. You know, he was red and black with long, thick horns, ugly face. Now that I think about it, it kind of looks like, you know, if I had to put a face to it, it probably looks like that that demon from um, Insidious in a way, but he had horns. Um, I was scared the crap out of me, you know, thinking about those things. Um, my sister saw it too, and to this day we remember. And that's kind of what happens when you say you love the devil. I obviously didn't love the devil, but he wanted to show himself to us at that point. And that's why I never say, if you, you, you don't say those things. You don't mess around, right? I'm not even into cursing about God's name, right? And, you know, I don't. Because, yeah, it offends him. It offends God. You know, it's not something I want to do. But I think most of us, in some capacity, we offend God with our actions, how we act, things we do, you know? So I am working... To try to change. You know, each day. You know, I try to make an effort. But one of the things that I also have interest in, which you'll probably hear about me talk a lot in the future, is um, Bigfoot. I am a big Bigfoot believer. And it's always been my dream to go on a Bigfoot expedition. You know, um, when I was first out of college, which was about... I don't know, over 15 years ago, I wanted to go Bigfooting. I wanted to go in the mountains, in the hills, you know, and really explore and see what's out there. And and to some, it's like some big joke, you know, like when you tell people I believe in Bigfoot, uh-huh, that's funny, yeah, sure, just like aliens exist, you know. So people don't obviously believe. That's their prerogative, They if they want to believe or not. Um Certain shows exist, kind of have tried to attempt to sh 
go into the world of Bigfooting, you know, um, finding books, big, excuse me, the finding Bigfoot, um, that used to show on the animal planet. They still show reruns from, you know, time to time, um, is probably one where I'm happy it kind of piqued my interest that there was something out there that kind of allowed you to go in that world a little bit and see what's out there. Now, mind you, they never found one. <laughs> um, they, you know, probably came close to hearing one or coming close to hearing things that they do, like knocking, howls, sounds, but they exist. And, um, the hosts of that show, which are still very much active in Finding Bigfoot, some more than others, they're still out there, you know? Um, Cliff and Cliff and Bobo, that's what their names are. <laughs> um, there's actually, uh, I think, Matt Moneymaker and Renee. I forget her last name, but they were the main um, kind of cast of Finding Bigfoot. And, you know, there that was a very enjoyable show for me. Kind of brought me a lot of comfort and things that, you know, seeing things of getting my mind out of the gutter, so to speak. You know, um, living in my dad's house for so many years, like I said, really brought me down for many years. It was my belief there was a demonic presence there, some evil presence um, that would do everything in its power to bring me down mentally. And there were times where living there it really did bring me down to the point of giving up. And that's something I'll talk about at a later date. But, you know, those, those things exist today. There are places out there that are so filled with spirits, filled with something, that their job is to bring you down. That their job is to destroy your mentality, to make you feel bad um, because of what went on in that property, that house, that place. Um, evil, pure evil there. So, you know, just kind of what's thinking about those things, right? Um, maybe some of you out there have experienced those things. You know, maybe some of you are like me, believe in Bigfoot. And even go as far as saying believe in UFOs, you know, you know, I, I know people think it's a big joke, but there are people out there who seriously consider those things, you know, things that are the unknown, right? Other unknowns, skinwalkers, right? Skinwalkers exist. I believe they are part of the um, Navajo Nation, right? Uh, or Navajo Native Americans or Indians, whatever you feel the name you want to call them, but um Finding Bigfoot, actually no, uh, Ghost Adventures, excuse me, did a a show going to Skinwalker Ranch and quite interesting, Skinwalkers. Others may believe in Loch Ness Monster, you know, Chupacabra, um, Dogman. There's quite, there's so many out there, right, that, that exist, that people um, would find, you know, they joke about it. But you know what? I believe that there are things out there we just don't know about yet. I believe they, that these things, creatures, whatever they may be, have given us glimpses to who they are, but not fully. Because, again, there's we have to be there. You know? Bigfoot exists, but people 
always go back to, well, why don't we see any Bigfoot bones? Why doesn't anybody ever caught in a Bigfoot? Why hasn't anybody shot one? Well, you know, Bigfoot, for instance, is one of those creatures that we, I believe is very intelligent. They have the ability to know how to manipulate the forest, how to hide well, but people have seen them. You know, it's just unfortunate that people have not had good equipment to, to take pictures, really, of them. It's always been kind of fuzzy or blurred, which doesn't help the cause of finding Bigfoot. There's been some videos out there, you know. But the thing is, in many of those cases, Bigfoot was, you know, probably hundreds of hundreds of feet away or, you know, you know. So it's long distances. You see them in the distance, you know. Um, one of the true examples of Bigfoot is the Patterson film. And that is where many um, uh, cryptozoologists go back to that film and look at that film made and really show, kind of study it, analyze it, and really show that that was a Bigfoot. And I believe that was a female Bigfoot um, walking through the forest at that point. So there is that evidence. I mean, you kind of have to be there. You really do. And I believe it's my sense that they know when people are around. They know how to hide well. Um, you know, so... There's something special about them, obviously. Um, but there, there is evidence of them. Obviously, you look at all the castings of big feet. Those are not fake. Those are real. You know? The only other area that I'm really not too clear about is like UFOs. People have seen them. Some people have claimed to be abducted by UFOs. But I don't know. You know, I can't really speculate on that. I really have no idea. You know, that's a long, deep <laughs> hole that people go into that that really, um, well, I think could kind of drive you crazy. It's more than Bigfoot, right? But what's out there in the space, right? I do think they exist. We may even have pictures of them. You know, I'm one of those people that, you know, believe that there's obviously an, an actual Area 51 out there. You know, in the desert that exists, right? So, you know, those exist for a reason, right? Flying saucers in space, unnatural things taken pictures of. Even our Air Force have taken pictures that they, you know, could not explain, you know? Um, so there's just these, all these different things that really we don't know a lot about that, are, that people think is a joke, right? And they don't really take seriously. But there are people out there who really do take those things seriously. They are researchers, they are intelligent people. They are PhDs, physicists, doctors. You know, they, they, they do, right? You know, these people did not waste their life going down a rabbit hole that doesn't exist, right? So I envy those people. <laughs> I do. Um, but kind of going into, lastly, about, hey, you know, where do we go from here, you know? There are things out there that exist that we just don't know about, plain and simple. Um, I think where it gets difficult for society now is truth, you know? 
What is the truth when they hear it? What is the truth when they watch on TV? You know? It's important to know that. Many times people listen to fake news. I hate that word. I literally hate it. You know? But there are things out there that people um, convolute the facts that don't exist today. Lots of that out there. You know? I tell people you just have to be careful about what you listen to, what you watch. People want to believe the stupidest things out there, you know? I have to defend, people have to defend their faith as a Christian. There's things that even Christians put out there that's garbage, that's not true. And they believe it. I actually, sometimes I battle people online with my social media because... I make comments, I make opinions, and they come back. And obviously they're entitled to their opinion too. But they come up with these stupidest conspiracy theories. You know, I have lots of people like that, right? That are out there creating garbage. Filling the minds of people with garbage today. And a lot of these people, to be honest, don't even look for the facts. There are people that probably don't even pick up a book. Or really read some real information. They, they rely a lot of their information with within the media. Right? And that's the thing with, with things today. There's the internet in a way has helped us. But in a way it's also destroyed the minds of people. Because of what's out there. Right? I mean, I'm, I, of course it's a, it's a great communication tool. The internet. It's a great tool in general. But yeah, it's, there's been damage done, you know, it's not all like, okay, well, we have the internet and it's just a great tool and it's perfect and it's done a lot of good for us, which in a way it has, but it's also done a lot of bad, you know, and I am not against free speech. I'm not against information sharing, nothing like that. Um, But there are a lot of ugly, ugly things out there in the world that's on the internet, you know. That people look at, people go searching for, um, that I don't agree with. Obviously, I'll never agree with, you know, especially things that involve kids, which are pretty horrific. Um, but just what's out there, you know. Um, wrapping up now, just thinking about the weekend. Got some writing done and some editing, excuse me. Still have tomorrow to do some more. Continue to let my, everyone know out there that I, I'm on Twitter. I also have a Facebook page. Don't really like Facebook too much, to be honest with you. It is my belief that um, that is being used as some form of weapon out there, you know. But I'm not going to lie. I use Twitter. But Twitter can also be same, use the same thing, you know. It's really divisive products, depending on how you use it. Um, it can be used for good information. It can be used for bad. It can be used to spread misinformation. Both of them in that way, right? That's just kind of one of the downfalls of social media and social interaction. And we have to be so very careful about today's society. But I'm also on WordPress, which I've been on WordPress almost a year now. And it's my blog and that keeps me connected to a different audience, which I love. WordPress is incredible in my view. You know, you get all these different people writing 
just writing, writing their thoughts, writing information, sharing, you know. And if you've ever gone to WordPress and become and created some, you'll see what's out there. Incredible things that people are putting together. And that's why I love being a part of that platform as well. Um, and being a part of this platform, being part of our podcast together, you know. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything that um, your support of being here with me each day, allowing me to come into your lives if you let me and if you hear me. I don't have any real followers yet. Just my sister right now. <laughs> um, but she's, I consider her a follower, you know. Um, but hopefully more in the future, right? I leave this to you. You know, I don't know if I'll be back tomorrow. I know I'll definitely be back next week. But I like to leave you with this, all right? Have peace. Remember what's important in your life, your family, your friends. Take a step back and realize that, you know, it's important that if you're angry, if you're upset about something, to just take a step back and relax, to know that there's a lot of hate in the world. There's a lot of things going on in the world today that you need to really realize to know that, you know, you don't add to that hate. There's a lot going on with the protests, with the pandemic, with a lot in going on in our culture. There's a lot of hate out there. Don't add to it. I know many would not want to hear this, but I, being at home is safe. You know? And I know there's a lot of causes out there that people want to fight for. Social injustices. Racism. Prejudicism. You know, there's a lot that's happening right now. It's going to take time to solve. And that's why I say, you know, my one note is... Make sure you vote in November. Make sure you have your voice heard. And it's your voice out there. It's not somebody else's. But vote regardless. Even if it's somebody I don't vote for, I'm not going to vote for. We all vote for somebody differently. But obviously we know this in November there's going to be two candidates, right? So, you know. This has been a long time coming. We'll see what happens. Thank you for everyone for joining me. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you all again very soon. We have another day ending here. So let's let's give a, run, a good round of applause. Thank you for your time, everyone. And until next time, this is Talk with Joe Meyer. <laughs>